Welcome to another episode of After Further Review, our first episode of 2021. We are here. It's a new year. We'll see what happens, but we're all glad to be taking a wait and see attitude. After Further Review, the podcast. We are, but after Further Review, the podcast, Johnny. You're taking a wait and see attitude. Yes, we heard that. All right, hold on. Hold on. We got to stop right here. We have a huge delay, clearly. Three, four, five, six. No, I, I heard that. Go ahead. I right, have like an eight-second <laughs> delay. We have about an eight-second delay. Okay, ready? I'll, I'll count to I'll count to four. You say five when you hear it. One, two, three, four, five. Five. We're pretty good. We're All right, awesome. fair enough. Then you're just you're slow uh, talking. You're slow talking the show. Just to you, throw you me. said you're- something twice, and you I guess you didn't hear me the first time, or you didn't hear my response the first time, or whatever it was. But yes, we're off to a great start in 2021, regardless. I thought regardless. this might be I thought this might be your uh, homage to the late Stuart Scott, who actually passed away on this day, I believe, three years ago, uh, when he used to do the I think we brought this up in the show before, where he would do the thing where he'd speak into the mic at the beginning of ESPN the weekend, and he'd go, Hi, I'm great be- weekend. For- and the sound guy would go nuts. And, uh, you know, it's it's the kind of thing that if you or I did it, we probably would have been terminated and our bodies would have been uh, ground up for a <laughs> meal. Um, but, uh, terminated and somehow also executed, you know. <laughs> but, you know, for him, it was okay. So, oh, no, for him, it was great. For him Stuart was great. Scott, one of, the, one of the greats. Good guy, too. Always always a sweet guy off the, off the air. And uh, I tell you what, I miss those days of ESPN, to be quite frank. No doubt about it. ESPN the weekend uh, were, were was a great great time, and and those days of the 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 you know the channel the broadcast Sports channel Center. you're talking about Sports Center. It was those days. Amazing. I know that was that was your thing. You know Patrick and and Olbermann and uh, loved it. Loved and it. and Stuart Scott. That was a that was a great run for them in the you know in in the nineties before uh, you know before they got caught behind the curve like Kodak did. So uh, mm. it's very similar. I think before they started to they. Uh, before bottom line became more important than quality. There you go. I've said it. Ah, all right. Well, sounds good. That's John Pelkey who just said that. By so the I guess way. I won't work for ESPN anymore. John Pelkey and uh, Jeff Taylor. It's 2021. It's our first episode here. We wouldn't have had a podcast without 2020, John. You're you're absolutely right. We would have still been talking about the fact that we should probably do a podcast. Now I don't know that there's any um, evidence a hundred plus shows in that it was a good idea for us to do the podcast. But we did it. We did. So, we did do it. And we've done it 100-plus episodes in, which is remarkable. You'd think we'd be better at it. Well, you'd think we'd be better at promoting it. That's the thing. For instance, does anyone know we're on at 10 o'clock today? I no. doubt it. Have we done? Have we put in any effort to you know, let the seven people that follow us know that uh, we're on the air at 10 a.m.? No, no. I but, didn't watch Cobra Kai, so I didn't have that kind of time. Sorry. Haven't watched that. Haven't watched that yet, and uh, I'm not sure I'm going to. I loved Karate Kid, but uh, I think you might. I think you might enjoy it. It is. Uh, it is over the top, and it's very as very much the feel of an '80s movie, both yeah. with the music and the editing, and you know some of the over the top qualities of the characters. Um, but I think the nostalgia is enough to to draw you in, and, and it's just kind of fun. So it's not. Don't expect it. It's you know. It's like Bridgerton. We we did that. We binged Bridgerton. 
trashy, fun, soap opera, Regency England, looks great, fun. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not watching those for the same reason that you watch Breaking Broad Bad Church. or Mad Men. You know, it's not quite as deep and all, but it's still fun. Sometimes you just want fun entertainment. And it's fun entertainment. I think you'd dig it. I think you'd All right. It. Very good. That's an outstanding recommendation. Joe Connolly has joined us and congratulated uh, both Jeff <laughs> and John for their football team making it into the playoffs. The footballers did it. They beat the they they beat the Eagles. They uh, Doug Peterson beat the Eagles. They ought to fire him. <laughs> Eagles fans are uh Angry uh, at Doug Peterson. Giants fans are angry at Doug Peterson because he wanted to get a look at his third-string quarterback because all reports say Carson Wentz wants out of Philadelphia, so they may have a huge decision to, to, to make. And the other side is, and I joked, I said there was a great tweet about this, Mark. We, Jeff and I were laughing about this earlier. His Giants fans were complaining. It only took it would only taken you seven wins to win the division. Yeah. You swept Washington. It would have taken seven. You couldn't get the seventh win. So stop no. your whining. I'd like to point out it's, that the other two seven and nine teams that have made the playoffs both won their first playoff game. Yes, I know that the uh, Seattle Seahawks did in uh, 2010. And I guess the Carolina, Carolina. Panthers did as well uh, when they were by. seven, eight, and one, I believe. is Coached by. Yeah, Carolina in. Coached by. In uh, coach? Ron Rivera. Yep. Wow. Where's he coaching now? Ron Rivera. Washington football team. Maybe, maybe the Washington football. There, there is maybe. a delay happening at, actually now. Somewhere. I know. Yeah, we know. Uh, yeah. Ron, Ron Rivera. Uh, yeah, you know it would be it would be fascinating. Although I don't want to see that, John. I really don't want to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose in the first round. No, I, I really do. don't. I would even if it wasn't the Washington football team. Oh of really? Course. Oh God! Oh, no, sure I want them to win the win the conference. I know you do. I know you do. You no, know, no one wants to see Green Bay. I mean, who wants to see Green Bay? Green Bay, Seriously. Kansas City. Uh, it's Super you know. Bowl one. It's historic. You get all. Uh, you talk to Jerry. You'll see Jerry Kramer. You'll get all, he's alive. a lot of grabbing out there. Grab, no one grab, grab, grab. You're going to see that again. The, the Super Bowl one where I believe Adderley's gone. I know. And we get to gone. Those exactly. So we'll get to revisit those guys in a year where we lost those guys. Come on. So, so you're so you're rooting for you're so you're rooting for uh, Jock, which uh, is probably what's going to happen. It's probably what's going to happen. I would love to look there. There, uh, there are a handful of teams that I would love to see. You know, Joe Conley saying Cleveland and the Washington football team. Well, that's clearly not going to happen. But I would love to see the Cleveland Browns get this. Of course, I would. Who wouldn't? Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Lamar and Baltimore, who made a bit of bit of a statement yesterday, albeit against Cincinnati. But Cincinnati played hard. I mean, blowing them out is not. I don't I think blowing anybody out is easy. And, and they played very, very well. So there are a number of teams. Um, I'm no huge Green Bay fan, but it's just the historic nostalgia. But, I mean, I have no love loss for – I mean, I, I have no affection for seeing Seattle in the Super Bowl. I, I, I don't care. And New Orleans is boring to me. Um, now, if it is Drew Brees' last game, that'd be great if he you know could go out maybe winning that game. But uh, if – you know, probably if I had to take against the field, I'd take Green Bay, Kansas City, because just it's, you know, you know me, I'm a history guy, Mark. As am I, as am I. And it's, you know, it's Super Bowl one. And there's, uh, you know, they were talking about that last year. You know, Green Bay and Kansas City were one game away last year. Yeah. Kansas City obviously made it. Green Bay didn't. But here they are again this year. And they very, they, you know, may very well be the two best teams in uh, their respective conferences. And that's 2020. 
And we'll see. Yeah, exactly. And, and we'll see about that. We will see. I mean, I think a Buffalo, Tampa Bay. Super Bowl. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Buffalo. Yeah, that I, I'm fine with that as well. Clearly, I have to root for my team to win. But I, I'm not I'm not like I'm not one of those guys like, well, wouldn't it be great to see the Bucks in the Super Bowl? Yeah, whatever. You know. Well, no, the thing the thing about me is that they're uh, it's the one team that I wish what the footballers weren't playing this ah. week. Well, that know, always it's, happens. It's, it's the one team. It could be the could have been the Rams, could have been the Seahawks. Come on, that's the Saints. The you know, come on, and it, and it and it ends up being yeah the 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 Tampa Bay. You know, and and they're on a roll. Obviously, they're playing they very well. Tom Brady is playing very well, and uh, they're on the same page offensively, which is a lot of fun. But we have to we have to make this first segment uh, be, before we get into the first segment uh, about congratulating the footballers. We really do. We're going to get to progressive trivia in just a second, and we are going to uh, make fun of some teams. We're going to, we're, <laughs> we're going to congratulate some teams. We're going to congratulate some people, some players. We're going to okay, make well, fun of some one guest people. We've talked about the Eagles, the giants and the Washington football team. We've left someone to make fun of. We have, we really have <laughs> my goodness. So, uh, and we, we have our playoff machine as well up there, so we can look at all the matchups again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I've shared that for you, uh, for Jeff. Uh, so that should be available when we get to it. But the Washington football team finished 7-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. They um, were on a roll in the second half of the season and then had a couple of hiccups the last, the last couple of weeks playing Seattle. And who was the other team that uh, you fell to in the last couple of weeks? It was the, it was the Seahawks. Uh, oh, but it was the Panthers, and that was kind yeah, of yeah. Kind of Panthers strange. loss, yeah, it was. Well, I mean, they were they were inconsistent all year, but I mean, if you look at what they dealt with, Ron Rivera going through uh, his chemotherapy for for cancer, um, you know, they the, uh, an unsettled quarterback situation simply because no one knew if Alex Smith could come back, and I, I just think on Alex Smith deserves to play a playoff game if nothing else. If none of those teams in that division deserve to be in the playoffs, and I, I'll entertain that argument. Let's be honest. There, there are other teams we would have liked to have seen, you know, even in the, even in the NFC, which wasn't as uh, uh, top. We didn't have as many good teams as the AFC. None of those NFC East teams really scaring anybody. Um, but, you know, for that alone, um, I, I think you got you to gotta have a little up. And Chase Young, if you can't watch Chase Young play – and be reminded of, I'm just reminded of all of these defensive players that could single-handedly uh, change, uh, if not a game, I mean, at least um, momentum in a game. Momentum yeah. in a game. You know, the guys, the Reggie Whites of the world, the the Chris Dolman, a, a guy that, you know, these guys who just could. Uh, R.I.P., by the way. So yeah, could just do some uh, some some superhuman things. He is uh, he's the real deal. Boy, am I glad we did not have the first pick in the draft. Yeah. I love Joe Burrow, but I, I, I want to build up front. And Washington has a good, good, young, very talented defensive front moving forward. They can improve on the other side of the football up front. You know, it, 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 it's you got to build from there out, John. It's like baseball building from, uh, you know, up the middle out. You have you know, the catcher, pitcher, right. shortstop, second base, center sure. field. You got to build out. You have to build from both lines, you know, both and, lines. And, have and to they count. were talking about it last night. They're using the 49ers uh, blueprint. They were talking about how the 49ers did this. They ended up with all of these 
first round draft. Every every guy on the defensive line for Washington starting last night was a first round draft choice. Yeah, and that and that's you know the Kyle Shanahan and the brain trust there realize. Look, uh, you know, finding the right quarterback is, as we know, that is an imperfect science. If you have a football team that can put pressure on uh, on on opponents you're probably going to win a couple of football games that uh, your offense shouldn't have won. And Washington certainly did that. We saw that. They did. They, and you know, in a, in a way yesterday's game was a little microcosm of, they got off to a good start, you know, uh, Philadelphia came roaring back. And then when yeah. Washington's defense had to clamp down, you know, uh, Alex Smith threw a couple picks. Alex Smith is going to be that guy that sort of, you know, in a way these days, he's the opposite of Steve DeBerg. He does just enough yeah. to get you a win. And, yeah, you know, he still he he still struggles. You could see that. You know, the the part of his game that's missing that was so good when he was younger is that mobility is not there. Now, if he chooses to come back, that may you know that may be some of that may be psychological because of what he's gone through. He's also wearing a huge brace to help his cap injury, which has nothing to do with the with the previous leg injury. Um, uh, but you're right, he does enough he generally doesn't make uh terrible mistakes he did have he did have turnovers obviously but that offense has some level of um can get in some level of rhythm with him at quarterback which they couldn't with Dwayne Haskins Uh, and by the way here's an interesting stat that opening drive that Washington scored on the very first opening drive they've scored on all season all right. They had they were over only team in the NFL that was over on their first drive. So timely, if nothing else. Uh, I'd like to actually go back in time and uh, examine what's going to, uh, you know, what happened in those playoff games where seven win teams made the playoffs. And in the first round, they won. I know all about the, uh, the one in 2010, which yeah. was, of course, uh, beast mode when he was born essentially in that huge run that created an earthquake in Seattle because of the, uh, the fans where the fans I appreciated back in that day, the 2010, I appreciated those fans, but remember this was, they beat the defending champions that year. New Orleans had to go on the road because I think they only won 10 games and uh, another NFC South team, you know, had a better record, but, um, and it may have been Atlanta. I'm not sure about that at this time, or it may have been Carol. I don't know who it was. I think it was, I think, I think it was Atlanta. And, uh, but, Atlanta. but they were the defending champions. Yeah. So you take a look at the, the Buccaneers Washington matchup again, to your point, John, you can put pressure on Tom Brady. You can change, you can change the character of that game. Yeah. You can really sort of, not dictate your terms because offensively you really can't do that. Right. And their defense is, is, is pretty solid, but you can certainly dictate how that offense can uh, stay. You, you can certainly keep them out of rhythm. And that's of course, what we know most about t- uh, Tom Brady and yeah. the Buccaneers is that they, he needs to feel comfortable. He needs to feel in rhythm. Right. And I'll tell you why the, the playoff games I've seen him lose. He comes out and he gets rattled early. The mm-hmm. last thing that was very noteworthy was that same year, I believe it was 2010, where they came, they had beaten the Jets twice, and their last time they had beaten them was like 55 to four. It's really interesting that the Jets would have gotten two safeties. <laughs> two safeties, it just seems. <laughs> but they came out, and they came, and it was in Foxborough, and he came out there 
almost looking scared because he knew that front seven of those Jets, and I think Bart Scott was one of those guys that was in that front seven. Anyway, they got to him early, and it was it was nip and tuck that whole game, very much like that that Super Bowl in 07 with, with the Giants. If yeah. you get in his face early, you can have a tight ball game where it doesn't get away from you. Yeah, I think what if I'm if I'm prognosticating, it's just Washington's offense is so limited. Uh, if they could run the ball a little better, um, that would I'd be a little more confident. I think what Washington can end up doing would be might actually benefit Brady and the Buccaneers at a point mark because I think that uh, I I think they could hold that Buccaneer offense down a bit because of that pressure, not win the football game but disrupt that offense, which has at times been a little inconsistent due probably mainly to you know Brady playing with new players and the, and that oh, discussion we had all season about, does he have too many weapons? And, you know, with too many options, is it, uh, you know, is he trying to spread around the ball too much? I don't think Tom Brady's going to make those mistakes in playoff games, quite frankly. Um, but I do think that the, what you could see coming out of this, and I think you probably agree with me guys is uh, Washington could lose that game, you know, uh, 21 to 10, 21 to 24. And the last touchdown by the Bucks is like a garbage late touchdown. And everybody's talking about how, wow, you can slow that offense down. And then they'll play a team that's a better team across the board, but just doesn't have that kind of pressure. And Brady will just eat them for lunch in the divisional round. I think you could see that easily happening. Something uh, noteworthy to bring up is that the two teams that were defeated by the seven-win playoff team in both uh, 2010 and 2016, I believe it was, uh, maybe 2014. 2014. Uh, no, they were uh, – one was the Saints and one was the Cardinals. Oh, the, Card- but they, yeah, the Cardinals. But they both had 11 wins, which is what Tampa Bay has. <laughs> well, there you go. Bank on it, people. Yeah, I think that is the upset of the week. I really do. I think yeah, the Washington football team I just, shocks the world. It well, it, listen, it's certainly it's certainly a possibility again. And if you can get pressure up front, and uh, Washington's turned to turn some teams over uh, on 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 a kind of a regular basis, they they their their defense uh, also creates ter- turnovers. So yeah. Absolutely. But for that to happen, Mark, and this is this is it. This is like how Alabama loses. This is how Clemson loses. And we saw some of this, though I, they were roundly outplayed at times. But they're going to have to do something to hurt themselves. They're going to have to you know, there's going to have to be a bad turnover. All turnovers are bad, but there's going to have to be like a red zone turnover, a pick six, um, a turnover you know, giving uh, the Washington football team a very short field. Those are the things that have to happen. Can they happen? Yes. But can you bank on that to win? I I, I don't think so. This game will be a blowout to your point, though, if early, if uh, Brady can put some points on the board early and uh, keeps that Washington defense on the field too long. Washington may not, not need to score. You know, they may not need to score 48 to pull off the upset, but they're going to have to sustain some drives and keep Brady off the field. Can they do that? That's the question. I think it's the upset of of the week. And if you think about it, if this really is all about chalk, then really the team I think Green Bay has to worry about the most, probably the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost, I don't know, again, 54 to 3, I believe it was, or 52 to 4 against yeah. them this year. Yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, 
they, uh, yeah, that was their worst game of the season. Yeah, well, and that's probably not the team they want to face in the playoffs. And if they're right. eliminated week one, then that would be uh, something else. All right, this is a a good good point uh, also to make. Uh, Carolina, they were seven eight and one in twenty fourteen, upset the Cardinals, who were eleven and five, and then lost the divisional round. But the next year, they went on to the Super Bowl fifteen and one. The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, by the way, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, finished seven and nine, beat the defending champion, New Orleans Saints, and uh, level 11 and five. Next year, they were seven and nine, but the following year, they drafted Russell Wilson and have uh, been, have won, uh, you know, basically gotten to the playoffs every year with the exception of one, made two yeah. Super Bowls. So they were on a precipice of their run as well. So I would say, and every, all indications, Johnny, are that the Washington football team are on a precipice of a run, especially if they get any kind of quarterback play in the next couple of years in the draft. Yeah, or and, you know, and there it is, the big the big if right now. Um, it, can they find somebody? Do they choose to go maybe uh, a Matthew Stafford? Um, I don't think Philadelphia would trade Wentz inside the division on Washington seen a lot of him. I'm not sure what their feelings are. I think we all think that with a change of scenery, Carson Wentz will be back to playing to being a, a, a good quarter. I think so. Anyway, I, I think there's a there's a lot going on there that's uh, hindering his uh, performance. But uh, or do they or, or do they go into the draft? And obviously they've played themselves out of, you know, there was a point in time where they were going to going to be the number two draft pick again this year, which certainly worked out with the Chase Young thing. I'd be I'd certainly be in favor of. But um, we'll see if you if you can't find the right quarterback. None of none of the rest of it matters because you, you've got to if you look to 2000 Ravens. Um, the 85 Bears, certainly uh, Trent Dilfer and Jim McMahon were not. Hall of Fame quarterbacks and they're they, Brad, they had Johnson. The Brad Johnson with the with the box. Yeah, but they were guys who uh, could at times heat up and yeah. Washington hasn't shown that ability yet. Even even with Alex Smith, they can they can find rhythm and they can be uh, they can be efficient at times. But uh, they're going to have to find some um, explosive plays, and they're going to have to be able to run the football more consistently. So, offensive linemen, and if you if you think I don't know that any of these quarterbacks that would be available to them is the, is the way to go. It may be it may be a year from now. You know, it may Could be, be. It, not not twenty twenty one, but twenty twenty two, where they're on the precipice, or actually they make a serious run towards some things, and it may be they get a, a stopgap next year. They make some sort of stopgap, and then someone comes in, third-round pick, a la Russell Wilson. And uh, yeah, I, You know that. what worries me about that, though, Mark, is the ownership there is, uh, if not the worst human to ever walk the earth, I mean, you know, he's, in the, he's on the bus uh, with them. Uh, and uh, I'm only half-joking. He's certainly that way when it comes to football decisions. I mean, he is jerry jones with less knowledge if if that's even possible um he it, it, so far this year all reports from washington are you know he would not have gotten rid of haskins he's one of these owners who buddies up with this first round draft choice and he really loved haskins and everybody else didn't um if he stays out of the mix then yes my problem is if they went with a stopgap next year if they went with a matthew stafford or even um you know, a Philip Rivers, if he ends up leaving Indy and, and their decision uh, makes that sort of decision and they have a subpar year, which is certainly a per possibility. 
will uh, will Dan Snyder have the patience to realize that this is, to your point, part and parcel of a two year to, to even three year before your championship caliber team, including this year, build. I don't know. I don't know if he'll have that patience. Yeah, maybe, we'll they'll, see. maybe they'll shuttle him out. Maybe the, the, the minority owners will be able to get rid of the guy. But um, you need patience. You really do. Jalen Hurts, I think, could still be a great quarterback. I still think, uh, you know, I mean, Tua, you know, people are, you know, on him as well, on Tua. They're on Jalen Hurts. You know, it's like, look at what Josh Allen has done this year. He was a mediocre quarterback right. coming into this year, and now he's an elite passer and an elite quarterback who has led his team to 12 wins. It's How just- much did Lamar Jackson elevate his play from one season to the next? It was like, ah, oh, you know, he's good as a, as a wildcat quarterback. And all of a sudden he's an MVP. So yeah. So, and two is that how many starts? People. And Hurts has had like three Seriously. starts. Exactly. It's like, come on people. Let's go to progressive trivia. We're going to stick with an NFL and we're going to talk more NFL on the other side. I know John loves that phrase. Played 12-plus years, played with nine head coaches, played with multiple teams, six-time pro bowler, but never led the NFL in receptions or reception yards. Pretty vague, but six-time pro bowlers up there. Not everyone does that. Never led the NFL in receptions or reception yards. We know okay. clearly, uh, has, unless I was being just a total jerk, uh, what this position is that he's played. Can you imagine if it's just like a, you know, Running, running back, a running back, or not not even a running back, like an offensive lineman or a kicker, right corner, never, never corner. He was an all pro ten years, but never led, never led in receptions. I I, I didn't even think of that. Never that led the league in field goal percentage. Not even once did he lead the league in field goal percentage. So how could how could we even be doing this about him? Good lord. Uh, I, at the risk of seriously offending one fifth of our audience. Uh, we are going to kind of go after the Cowboys a little bit. But before we do, uh, a little um, a little mourning, a little grieving for the Miami Dolphins. What a run they had. Yeah. They ran up against, um, you know, in a, a remarkable story and a remarkable team, frankly, uh, in the and, Buffalo and the Bills. Team that I think we all agree that they're playing better than any team in the NFL right now. They have been over the last month probably yeah. the best team in the NFL. I don't know that'll mean anything in playoffs, but they've played as well as anybody. And I would argue perhaps even two months, Johnny, because remember, I think they I think they would have won 10 in a row if not for the Hail Mary of uh, Kyler Murray uh, to, you know, what was it to. um, Uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It was to Hopkins. Okay, I believe, Uh, you know, and a team that didn't even make the playoffs for crying out loud. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to quickly check on the Buffalo. Yeah, they oh, no, they finished 13 and three. Forgive me. Not 12 and four, 13 and three. This was a great year for the Buffalo Bills. And they, uh, yeah, they lost one game uh, from October 19th. Okay. October 19th. We're talking two and a half months. They lost one game, and that was on a Hail Mary uh, in a game that they really did beat the Arizona Cardinals sort of up and down the field that day. So, yeah, they are playing the best. Miami never traditionally does very well in the cold. I mean, I know it wasn't snowing and raining like everyone thought really too badly, but it's still Buffalo in January. No, and they lost. And by the way, their closer, Mariano Rivera, not available to them yesterday. That was the problem. Yeah, that's true. Brian Fitzpatrick, the Mariano Rivera of football, just was not available. And I think psychologically, and I'm only half kidding about that. I have to be honest because I think they're probably – 
you know, athletes are a superstitious lot. We we all know that. And when those guys, I bet there was a pretty hefty amount of deflation in that locker room, um, all like New England Patriot level deflation, uh, when uh, uh, when they found out that Ryan Fitzpatrick wasn't going to be available to them. There's something inspirational about Fitz it in is. those situations. And, and I think it goes beyond, I agree with you, but I think it goes beyond superstition. It, it goes to this reliance. It's the safety net that you have. You know, you're out there with a rookie quarterback and you're trying to make a playoff run and you've got this wily veteran on the bench in case you need to go to the closer in the late innings. Yep. And uh, that wasn't available to them. It Was it Trent Green? Did I hear that right? Couldn't have been Trent Green. 87-year-old Trent Green? No, Trent Green's an announcer now. It can't be Trent Green. You did not hear right. This okay. is We're back to when you thought Cornell had ended their football program and Ed Marinero was uh, suitably upset with you. He, he was, as, as well as he should have been, frankly. So, um, no. Okay, so Tua was in. Tua was in the whole time. I thought he was pulled for for a second or two. I, I and, and he was not. He had through fifty eight. He had fifty eight attempts yesterday. I Tua. only saw. Do you know the only football I saw yesterday? I did not watch Red Zone all day because I had to go to Tampa for my COVID test, which, by the way, is in, and I haven't even checked it yet. So, uh, you know, uh, could 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 be breaking news here later in the show if I have an opportunity to let people know. Um, and uh, didn't get back until uh, late. I took uh, my my lovely wife Jody with me. Had a little lunch, uh, checked scores here and there, um, but uh, got back and then binged Cobra Kai. So all I saw last night, I and I so infrequently watch a whole game, but I watched the entire uh, Washington uh, Philadelphia game, and that was it. That was my end to the regular season. So I missed everything else. I was, uh, I, I checked, as I said, I checked the scores. I was a little surprised how badly Miami lost, but I just, uh, to your point, they don't traditionally play well in cold weather cities, uh, end of the season as the Buffaloes and the new Englands don't traditionally play well in Miami in September. I mean, it's kind of a, you know, that, that bookends the season. Um, but it, 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 to your point, there, there's got to be a little mourning because that team was a lot of fun, well ahead of schedule, I think, and gave us some of the most exciting moments of the of the 2020 season. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And uh, they'll be back. This is a good organization, and it's a good head coach. Seems and, like they have the right people in charge. And and that's I, what's I, most you know, they get a few skill position players to help Tua out. They get a couple of offensive linemen to help Tua out. And um, and they're going to be a force to reckon with. It's just sort of ironic, though. And by the way, Lenny is right. He got it right. And he probably guessed it because I'm the one giving it. But I thought this was good. I really did think it was kind of out there a little bit. All right. I, I Boy, 2021 is over for Mark. I, I figured that I probably that I probably would be uh, called on this one. And so and congratulations to Lenny. The, uh, Dol- the Dolphins have the number three pick in the upcoming draft because they traded with Houston for Houston. That's yeah. Unbelievable. They'll be able to get something to make that team better next year. Yeah. And there are yeah. some good offensive linemen yeah. available too. And there's a lot, you know, that's not sexy. And the, and the, wow, maybe they should get a quarterback craps going on. Pay attention to what, you know, Washington 7 and 9 and a dangerous team because they're they have guys up front that can cause problems. Miami, I think it would behoove you to uh not overreach for a skill position player because it's a position of need. 
No doubt. You get a stud. You get a stud offensive lineman, and you are well on your way because that stud, everyone can, you know, just like a stud defensive lineman, everyone else gets better on that line. Uh, If if the kid from Alabama, the running back, makes it to the third pick, though, they'd be ridiculous not to take him. I don't disagree with you, and he really impressed uh, really impressed me. The problem with that is, and Mark, and you can attest to this, in today's NFL, running backs are generally considered easy to come by. And there are very few teams that have a feature back. So I don't know if with a, with a third pick in the draft, if anybody think, would get a running back. I think the only argument to that, though, is that the comparable running back to him in the NFL right now is Derrick Henry. It, it, it is, but I still also, let's not forget that Alabama generally has more talent than everybody else, and guys sometimes have success as good as Notre Dame's defense was, and they were improved, and they're, they're big, and there's some talent there, though they still need more speed. Um, I, I, you know, you, you, it's the kind of the converse to when you see a guy at a small school put up big numbers, and you think, oh, well, he's playing against uh, – uh, the people he's playing against aren't, aren't as talented. Well, with Alabama, maybe it's that the people around them are so much more talented than the, than the other teams. That's a, another problem to dis- discuss for another time. But he certainly as hell impressed uh, from bowl season, impressed me as much as any player on the field, not named Justin Fields. True. Although talk about a guy who's just quietly had a remarkable year. Uh, and also a guy that has had a remarkable career. The, uh, Delonte Smith, the wide receiver for Alabama, is a four-year guy. Harris, the running back, is a four-year guy. Harris, yeah. yeah, I mean that that makes a lot of difference. And Mac Jones is a junior, and he'll probably end up winning the Heisman unless the unless the vote split between Smith yeah. and Jones, which it might be. But um, anyway, alias Smith and Jones. Actually, there you go. There you go. So uh, we'll get back to the progressive trivia in just a second. I want. I I had a. Um, Shoot, had had a nice point to make about the uh I'll be oh, the, the judge the, of the that. Dolphins. The Dolphins. It's like finally when the Patriots <laughs> are done. Yeah. Finally they have an a, a division that is winnable. And now they're looking at perhaps another dynasty in the Buffalo Bills, and we'll see what happens there. Hopefully the Dolphins can keep up and hopefully it'll be this is great rivalry yeah. for the next I don't think they're years. gonna roll over and play dead like the rest of the AFC East did for 15 years, essentially, when the you know, with a couple of exceptions. I mean, no one in that division, Mark, ever picked up the slack at all. Um, I mean, you had it's kind of remarkable that none of those teams ever really put together a solid three or four seasons, somebody would pop up for a year and maybe get a little, uh, have a kind of a, not necessarily lucky season, but they'll catch uh, lightning in a bottle for a bit, but no one really ever challenged them at all. And I don't think you'll see that from this Miami. I think Brian Flores is the right guy. No, I agree. I agree. They may, I mean, Buffalo may be good for a long time and yeah. we'll see how they manage when some of those players that we don't know their names yet start asking for 12 million a year and salary cap becomes a thing. Um, they don't show any signs of, of, of a team that would go away because they have obviously a very, very, very talented young quarterback who has continued to improve even throughout the season. Guys will tell you about that. And that's scary. So, uh, yeah, got to, got to draft. Well, Miami got, got to draft. Well, and they're they going to have to evaluate, evaluate to They are set up. Uh, they are very well set up with the draft 
And I'm not sure about their cap space, but their draft, they have a great looking draft coming up because of the trades they made yep. uh, when Flores first got there. Yep. He jettisoned a lot of players that people were upset about and got some great picks in return. And when he got so, that Houston um, pick, we all looked at that as being like somewhere from 17th on because Houston was perennially a 9, 10, 11 win season at that point. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. So, yeah, the number three overall pick in the draft, they have the 18th pick uh, in the first round as well. It'll be the 18th pick and the third pick. And um, they're going to have uh, number three and number 18. So that's going to be, there's a lot of fun. I'm going to see what, uh, how many other. They have two second round have. picks too. So that's two great. second round, two first round. They're in good shape. Yeah, uh, We were going to make fun of the Dallas Cowboys, but John, as much as we'd like to do that, it would be talking about the Cowboys. It would. And I think the best way to deal with the Cowboys is to just not talk about them and treat them as the pretty irrelevant franchise that they've become. Your yeah. Uh, uh, well, I just, you know, there was a part of me as a Washington football fan that kind of wished they'd have beaten the Giants because it would have been more fun to just break their hearts a little later in the day. Sure. Um, but uh, they, uh, I thought you they know, were going to beat them. I don't know what you, I don't know where you go as a Dallas fan from here. Do you think, I'm not one of the people who thinks, you know, one year with Mike McCarthy and it's a COVID year, obviously it was a horrible hire and stuff. But again, that team, Mark had all the hallmarks of Dallas teams over the last decade or, or so. Um, there's talent on that football team. There's absolutely no doubt about it. The quarterback position was a problem with Dak dropping. I mean, that anytime you lose a starting quarterback, everything I think has to have a bit of an asterisk around it. But they still had talent and were more talented to teams, played down to their competition a lot, and were, were just disappointing. Um, they, I, I, they have enough talent to make a quick turnaround, to me. I, I agree. But, you know, do, but they just never seem to do that. Well, remember, the first and the third year of Dak's run, I believe, were double-digit wins right. and playoff teams and good teams. Yep. And right. uh, I, I just this – was, this was supposed to be their year to have double-digit wins, to come back from kind of a bad year and because um, last year was 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. And this year's six and ten. So now you're eight and eight and six and ten back to back. Right. Which is but you tough. did lose your starting quarterback again. I mean, you, you did, there's just nothing you can do. They and, were and we all a tire fire prior to that. They they really were, especially right. on defense. Right. And 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 uh and then you lost uh your, your backup quarterback. Andy Dalton was gone for a bit. Remember they played uh uh Ben Akrig or Ben uh Foster or Ben, I don't know, somebody named Uncle Ben. I don't know who it was they played. The kid out of uh uh, James Madison for one game, for God's sake. Um, so it's uh, uh, Joe Conley, uh, cowboy fan, noted cowboy fan and friend of ours saying Jerry has to step out of the GM role. Well, I mean, that's how long have we been talking about that since Barry Switzer was hired, for God's sake? I don't know well, that that's going to happen. Johnson was fired, really. Was right, right. When, I mean, know, that, you mean, you mean that is the same, the same time when he yeah. uh, re replaced him. We've been talking about that, and that's what, 1994, I think. If, uh, yeah, nine, yeah, it was 95. It was before the 95 season because yeah. they, they won. No, you're right. It was, not, it was actually uh, before, but you're actually right, 94. 94. It was the 93 season. season. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're done 92, 93. All right. 25 so, years expecting a different result, Joe. I don't know. That seems pretty insane to me. Seriously. I mean, they have not gotten to the championship game 
since 1995. Uh, that's remarkable. Not much less a Super Bowl. Hey, and I didn't know this until today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers never played an NFC Championship game at Lambeau. So right. that may that may be maybe this maybe that's what pushes them over the top this year. And he can, he can use the 2020 going according to Hoyle. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to get the MVP. And he has had a remarkable year. Yeah. And he is operating at the top of his game, which is great to see on many, many levels, especially because so many people were, you know, saying he was on the way down like people do. The second you throw two interceptions in one game and you're over 35, you're done. Yep, it's, it's just it's just such a reactive sport. It's it's hilarious. All right, we're going to get back to it, but we're going to go back to progressive trivia and then we're going to uh, hit on some college football because, of course, we had a big week this last week uh, in college football. Congratulations to the SEC, by the way, outside of, you know, you and, and Auburn. I think all the other SEC teams won and they weren't favored in a lot of those games. Right. Played 12 plus ACC. years, played with nine head coaches. Played with... What's that? The ACC Ofer in the Bulls. Didn't win a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah, they're not a good conference. Played with multiple teams, six-time Pro Bowler, but never led the NFL in receptions or reception yards. Never won a Super Bowl. Third-round pick, eight playoff appearances with three teams, five-time All-Pro. Lenny has gotten this already. If you're listening to the podcast, if we still have just listeners to the podcast who don't tune in (laughs) to Facebook or to YouTube, uh, Lenny has gotten it right. Congratulations. It's because of the sand – well, See, already I'm giving it away. Yeah, giving it away already. San Francisco connection. So there's another. Why you're so in love with progressive trivia, I'll never guess. I understand that. I understand that. It has a negative effect on your psyche. Often. But it it can also build me up. Like I I did Chad Johnson the last time, and I felt very good about myself the rest of the day. Well, good. Whatever it takes. Uh, All right. Exactly. Including doing the show so we don't walk into the sea. So we don't, we don't really have an ocean nearby, but we have seas, if you will, yeah. bodies of water. All right, so let's go to college football. We talked about the SEC. They won every – get me old Miss beats Indiana, which was a yeah. heck of a game, which I didn't want to see, but, you know, it's impressive that the SEC did that. Mississippi State beat Tulsa. They, yeah. I, I don't know if they were favored in that game either. And, uh, in, and of course, these are teams – I think Mississippi State only won four yeah. games. Um, we talked about South Carolina with their two wins. They canceled that game. Thank goodness. Tennessee was canceled. Uh, West Virginia took over or army actually played West Virginia. West Virginia barely got by him, but that was a good game. But the SECs looked very good. Georgia had a tough time with Cincinnati, but got got by them. That was a terrific game. Really good football game. That would have been a great playoff game. And, you know, Texas A&M, you know, I don't know why North Carolina with three losses, an ACC team with three losses was still ranked that high. That's curious to me. I think, if, I, think maybe, I think maybe if they're like, we might look at, they lost to Clemson. I think they lost to Notre Dame and maybe Miami. So I think maybe their losses were all too ranked. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And at least two of their three losses were too very, I know they lost to Clemson, obviously uh, were, were, were pretty high, uh, highly ranked teams. Um, so yeah, North Carolina may have been a little bit overvalued, um, gave them a game though, North yeah, Carolina they hung in, they hung well. in for, for a long time. They lost to Florida state though. Oh, well, North Carolina lost to Florida state. They lost to Virginia. Oh, well, uh, Wahoo walk. That's why they're, that's why they're highly valued. Beat them, beat the mighty Wahoos. And they lost to Notre Dame. They didn't even play Clemson. Oh, okay. Well there, see, I was wrong. Wasn't that the game that they said you don't have to play at the end of the year? 
Might have the been. ACC says you don't have to play. You don't have to play Clemson or Notre. They should have said they weren't going to play their bowl games because <laughs> they were over. <laughs> yeah. So North Carolina with a Florida State loss, nothing against Virginia, but a Virginia loss. That's not uh, in 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 the ACC, and then you lose to Notre Dame, and that's fine. But you know that's not a. It, you know, again, COVID year, really hard to determine. I hear you. People, are, I hear people you. are losing their mind over things um, that, you know, uh, listen, I still think despite what we've seen, the four teams that they put in the playoffs were probably the four teams I would have put in the playoff. I don't know. I, well. think, I think A&M deserves the shot. I, they, they're the only one in the discussion, though. I honestly do not believe that A&M would beat Alabama, Ohio State or um, Clemson. I, I agree with that. I do, but I think they would have given them a better game. You know, they would have given uh, Notre Dame, I mean, uh, Alabama, probably a better game. Uh, Notre Dame just didn't have a chance in that game, and we knew that going in, and uh, it was yeah. pretty ugly. Uh, that was a, uh, Notre Dame, again, was a, was a team. We mentioned about uh, NFL team. Notre Dame was a, was a good team, a better team. I think it's as good as one of the better teams that Brian Kelly, if not one of the best teams that he had, but they still need the other team to do some things, like not have their starting quarterback play in in, the, in, in uh, Clemson's instance, uh, to win against an Alabama or a Clemson or an Ohio State. And I know only six games and people are losing their mind, but they pushed Clemson around. On both sides of the ball, Johnny. They certainly did. On both sides gave because Justin Because they're Silver. healthier. They didn't play 11 games. Yeah. Shut up, Dabo. Dabo well, Sweeney's players had said what he said. Please. I agree. That's very, very, that's very, very true. If they and the people defending him who were saying, "Oh, he didn't say they were a bad team," blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, my and my best friend Steve, who listens to the show, played at Virginia, said we were always told, "Don't give anybody anything that would would in any way um, fire them up." And Dabo knows 100 percent that that was going to come out, and he was going to be asked about it, and Ohio State was going to read it, and no matter what he thought. It's bulletin board material, and if one of his players had done it, there would have been hell to pay. They would have called them ignorant. They yeah. would have called them ignorant. Yeah. That and was like, an ignorant thing to do. Right. Well, you saw my that post. That was either arrogant or ignorant. You saw my post. I did not Why don't you it. act like you've I, been there, Dabo? Because you have. Why don't you act like you've been there? That's the other thing we always hear. Yeah. Well, act like you've been there. That was Sorry. A real, that, really was a rookie mistake giving him that kind of material. His players have every right to look at him. Yeah, his players have every right to look at him and go, yeah, probably probably not very smart. <laughs> but the the kind of protection that Fields got allowed him to make unbelievable throws. Those two long throws that caught the receiver in stride. It was a nice deep ball. It, I mean, not that is not an Jeff easy thing issue. Remember Jeff Blake? To be that accurate long. I mean, it's now it's Russell Wilson who has the yeah. best both the best accuracy with the long ball, but you know, it's so funny, John, because we've always joked about now the Heisman's a little bit different because normally they invite them there earlier and it's it's well before the bowl games. Right. Uh, and so there's really not a postseason they have to worry about in terms of, you know, deciding who's going to win. Right. Um, but the idea with all of these MVP type votes, all these awards, is that it's all regular season. The and baseball the, one's the most ridiculous the one. The postseason has nothing to do. Yeah, Willie Stargell. Yeah, Willie Stargell, 1979, was really the MVP. Yeah, right. Kirk Gibson at 288 was really the MVP. <laughs> really? In 1988, right. Dodgers? No, it's because he got up there and won it bad, right. changed the entire dynamic. of. And the I'm fine with that. I'm I am fine too, with just, them just, just admitting it. it. 
I think it's good. I think they should take that into consideration. Right. Why would you? Why would you take out an important part? Now the other the guys, season? the other guys don't have a chance because their teams weren't as good. And really, it's about the hundred and six. Shut up. Well, it's, it's not. About, come on. Everyone that wins an MVP is usually the best player on the winning team. Well, of course they are. No, it's really not about the hundred and sixty-two games. People came up with these rules. Dabber. At any rate, at any rate. It's lucky for the Heisman uh, committee that they didn't invite Justin Fields to New York for this virtual ceremony tomorrow night uh, because it would have changed the whole – as great as Smith and Jones were – Smith and Jones, I love it. As good as alias Smith and Jones were yes. against Notre Dame, and they were great, and, and, right. and, and, and Smith has had a terrific four years. Harris yeah. wasn't even invited. Um, but Lawrence, you know, he, he had an okay game, but he didn't have a great game. Uh, at all, and Trask, you know, has sort of not played that well. Game. So you get a guy like Fields, who throws for six touchdowns for crying out loud. Well, and he had those he had those signature moments too, getting speared by uh, one sure. of one of Dabo's fake Christian hypocrite kit players, um, and uh, and then he comes back from that obviously with bruised ribs, and I don't know, maybe broken. Who knows? I don't know if you ever bruised your ribs. Uh, Mark, no, that's really flipping painful. And right. it, to be able to go out and play the way he did. Also, I thought the, he answered some questions because the 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 uh, the rap on him and particularly after the Northwestern game. And that's a really good Northwestern defense. They won their bowl game. Congratulations to the Wildcats. Pat's Fitzger- Pat Fitzgerald's going to get a lot of a lot of interest for a, a lot of bigger programs. Don't know if he'll leave his alma mater or not. But the field's held onto the ball too long, and we saw that in that north in that Northwestern game. And boy, he did not do that in the playoff. He got the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, just a that was a heroic effort from him. And I know we throw that word around too much, but I think to your point, had he been invited and not won, that would have been really ugly for the for the folks at the downtown athletic club. I have mixed feelings about Steve Sar- Sarkeesian. Uh, getting getting the job at Texas. Obviously, he did a great job um, uh, with Alabama, and he's you know done okay in the interim years since um, you know the debacle at USC. And I'm all for redemption, as you know, sure. Johnny. Sure. And um, you know he comes. He's first generation. Actually, his dad was from Tehran, so Iranian. So he's oh, not wow. quite whitey. But it does it does feel like retread. Well, no, like that. How does this guy? You know, yes, he's he's done. He's done his. He's put in his time. He's made his amends. He's done what he has to do to 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 defeat the the demon of alcoholism. But if he wasn't, if he didn't look the way he did, basically, you know, to get that kind of chance that quickly, I don't know. It's his third head. Co- he's forty five or forty. He's always it's been his though. third head coaching gig. The thing is, though, he's 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 kind of like Lane Kiffin in that he's always had that that uh, the uh, the title of genius. You know, he's a genius offensive guy. I mean, he's a guy who can do more with less. He had he had success at Washington. When he's he probably never should have left Washington. Probably would have been a better choice for him because I think we find at USC that expectations can sometimes bury anybody over there. That's a tough, tough job. Um, Texas, n- not much different, guys. Let's. Uh, I do think, though, you know, guys that uh, that uh, we uh, 
we seem to see as the retreads always are these guys who have the the uh the title of genius at, at one thing and i think the the mistake being made mark is that you can be a great coordinator you can be great at that one thing the head coaching job is a completely different animal and uh, not everybody's cut out for it uh, sark managed it well in washington where the expectations are not as lofty that's a that's generally a quality program but you would you know neither of us would argue that that's texas in expectation land so um I, I wish him the best i do like the redemption part of that story they hired him very very quickly um i think obviously I, they i think they pulled the trigger too fast on herman as well to tell you the truth yeah i don't know about that that just 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 didn't seem you know everything that i read about that that there were just a lot of questions around that program however that's one of those programs where yeah um, alumni is too involved yeah and a, a lot of that stuff so i don't know I, I don't know. Tom Herman's going to get a coaching job, though, and a good one. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, so uh, congratulations. We've got it set up now. You called it. I think it's right about seven and a half, eight, eight points. Uh, Alabama favorite over Ohio State with an over-under of 75. Take the over. Really? I mean, are both that both defenses that bad, or both offenses? And and is and Sarkeesian is he even going to? He's not even going to be there, right? To, to I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, and uh, and I forgot he was the one that he'll, took over. he'll he'll be there for, he's going to be there for the game he is okay because often they don't but uh, I I, th- I think Nick's probably better with that than some other coaches because he loses so many guys off his staff and he realizes why well, cut off your nose despite your face you know yeah you want to stay in call plays because we'd like to win the yeah, national they they announced they announced right after they okay. announced that he was taking the job that he was going to be there for the game. So at any rate, we've got uh, seven and a half. I mean, I, I, I just think the defenses are going to step up a little bit. It just doesn't seem like they're going to lay down for each other. These are, you know, these are good teams. These aren't, these aren't big 12 teams. Over. <laughs> All right. Okay. I know they've averaged like in the forties the whole season, but. I hope it's a 56 to 50 game. That would be so much fun to watch. Yeah, why not? Turn it into a video game. Why, why not? I mean, nobody wants, you know, the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl again. God knows. Nobody wants that. That's no one ever. Right. All right, tomorrow's the virtual ceremony. Who wins? I think it's Mac Jones. But it might be a split vote between him and Smith and someone like Trask or Lawrence might sneak away with it. I don't, but I think, I don't think Trask will. I think I think Lawrence still stands. Uh, does he sneak away with it? With the split vote. I think if it is not a split vote, it's Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even if he splits some I, of it, I don't think. I think Jones would be the one who could overcome that. Yeah. I think I think Mac Jones winning it is the best thing for the future of the NFL for most of these players because I think he's the least likely America. to be successful in the NFL. And so if he wins it, it can take that off of Trevor Lawrence. It can take it off of Kyle Trask. Future ah, future Wichita a- State offensive coordinator, Mac Jones. Because that's what he'll 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 get he'll start coaching and he'll get hot somewhere and he'll be that guy, and that's perfectly fine. He'll have a longer career probably than anybody else. But uh, yeah, I, it's Jones or Lawrence in my mind. Nobody else. I don't think anybody else can win it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right. And Trevor so- Lawrence may turn into the Peyton Manning of you know, because it's he, sure. he he's a guy who was expected to win it. And nothing, not. nothing works better than a chip on the shoulder. It's true. It's, true. it's, it's true. absolutely true. And and Tom Brady's had it 
since he was drafted, you know, 199th or whatever it was back in 2000. He's had it since he couldn't uh, lock down the starting quarterback position at Michigan at Michigan. for all those years. So it's served him very well. And it serves, you know, Barry Bonds had it his entire career, it served him well. Uh, also, that's coming up, by the way. The next Hall of Fame vote's coming up. And uh, Clemens and Bonds are at like 62%. And we'll see. I don't think I think this might be their last year of eligibility or maybe they have one more after this. And uh, and I don't think they're going to make it in, but they'll get close. All right. So let's go back to our progressive trivia. We already have an answer uh, for the um, folks watching winner. We have a winner Two folks watching uh, a correct answer. Yes. Played 12 plus years, played nine head coaches, nine head coaches. How about that? Played with multiple teams. Six-time Pro Bowler, never led the NFL in receptions or reception yards. That's kind of an interesting stat for this guy. Never won a Super Bowl, three third-round pick, uh, eight playoff appearances with three teams, five-time, five-time All-Pro. Look at the picture. Why is <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's Johnny's newest profile picture that uh, got all kinds of love because, you know, I think you look more like a James Bond type of guy, you know than you do John Lennon. But everyone talked about John Lennon. It's very I interesting. Think you wear glasses, and, and I'm in a black turtleneck, and there's some beetle turtleneck pictures. I think that's probably it. I, I I think you look like a like a writer, like someone who's getting ready to write their Yeah, their I got a couple of those. Novel. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's great. I've been writing my novel for years. And it's hilarious to put it uh, in progressive trivia, I think. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Went to an FCS school. Andy Warhol. Now I'm getting Jesus. Wow, my goodness. Well, yeah, by the no, way, uh, you don't look anything like Andy Warhol, but the look is very much Andy Warhol. I went David Lowe uh, now. Andy Warhol. By the way, Andy Warhol uh, underestimated when he said everybody'd get their 15 minutes. Yeah, no doubt about it. Underestimated. Everybody's getting like an hour. Everyone's getting their 15 years. <laughs> went to an FCS school, uh, Chattanooga. Tennessee University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, thousand plus receptions, fifteen thousand plus receiving yards, one hundred fifty plus touchdowns. Played for Dick Jaron and Dennis Erickson, two of the nine head coaches, and he's a Hall of Famer. We'll go ahead and uh, just let everyone know it is the great Terrell Owens. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. I forget how it's. I called. hung out with Terrell Owens at a uh, Super Bowl party at Bush Gardens the year the. Um, Ravens beat the Giants in a in a in a spectacular Super Bowl. I bet he's fun to hang around with. It was cool. He couldn't yeah. have been any cooler. It was him and uh, Kevin, the late Kevin Green. Yeah. yeah, and I can't. There was someone else with us as well, and uh, they they were they were terrific. Yeah, Terrell. I, uh, I assume he doesn't turn it off, right? He's always loud and yeah, and yeah he's kind of funny. There. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. sort of funny, but he's but he's cool, and he was, you know, he he he's not one of the, he didn't monologue. He's interested in in having a discussion, and I and I was always I always enjoyed him. I, it's entertainment. He was always entertaining, and he made some of the best plays ever. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. Uh, now that was that one of those uh, Keith Abbott parties that yes. was going there on behalf of Lee Steinberg or one of those uh, agents yeah, was, that he had a uh, relationship with. Yeah, it was David Dunn, I think, the agent. They had a party over, and uh, Keith, in uh, inimitable Keith Abbott style, said, you can go to the party, but you have to drive. Because Keith knew that with an open bar, he would be in no position to drive back. So I went with Keith Abbott and his uh, his dad, Mickey, the always entertaining uh, Mickey Abbott. We had, a, we, had a, we had a terrific time. Ran into a bunch of people we knew, ran into some folks we know. We knew Joey Fatone from uh, NSYNC, who I used to work with. 
and uh, and a bunch of football players. And it was free food and booze. And it was the 2000 uh, Super Bowl, which was one of the worst on record. <sighs> the halftime show was better than the, than the game. That was uh, with uh, Britney Spears. Oh, and yeah, her. and Aerosmith. Yeah, that was really that was fun. fun. That was yeah, really that fun. Was a good, that was All a good. right, so let's go, if we can, if we can share the screen, let's go to our, oh, there it is. Look at that. He's got the he's got the. Oh, uh, yeah, Jim Fossil. Jim Fossil. Jim For, Fossil and Kerry Collins. Collins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was remarkable. And, and, and again, they were down, I think, what, 17 to nothing. And then they, yeah. uh, Giants ran a, a kickoff back to get into the game. Yeah, and then the very next play, Baltimore runs it back, too. It's like, don't even, don't even think of And that was one of those, games. that was one of those where I worry about teams that blow out teams in the championship game going and into they, the Super Bowl. They blew out the Vikings. Yeah. The- if I, if uh, I could tell this story now, uh, you had, uh, you actually had, uh, an uh, obligation for that Sunday. We were doing the show at the ESPN club. And uh, that was back when we used to have to stay for the game and do like halftime and everything. But you had an obligation. I believe you were shooting um, a, a a video production of Hamlet, uh, one that the nation needed to see. Uh, And uh, no, no, that was later, but that was later. I don't know. Uh, Was it anyway? Anyway, you had something you were supposed to do. And I talked you out of, do your obligation. I said, come on, hang out at the club and watch, you know, you can drink, I'll do the show, you know, the halftime stuff and you can, and I talked you out of it. Cause it's like, this is going to be great. And then it was, I remember my rejoin at the halftime of that game. When we would come back is I said, and you're talking you're the one, NFC championship game, NFC championship game. Uh, and I said, if you're wondering the location of the woodshed, it's in the swamps of Jersey, because that was a better, Minnesota team, I think we would all agree. If you look at the talent it was, and they just got boat raced by New York. <sighs> and then New York just, you know, I don't know that Minnesota would have beaten Baltimore, but they'd have given them a better game. Yeah. Does that need to be adjusted at all? Um, do I need to share that in a different way, Jeff? So we can well, see. Well, I'll say, game? I'll say this. Uh uh, you're going to have to adjust it. So uh, if you go back to your other window there, you can pull it down a little bit. You'll, you'll, uh, I got there it. There you go. That looks great. Telling for Perfect. the podcast audience. All right. So here it is. This is, these are the matchups. Yep. Just a quick uh, cursory look at these matchups. You've got Indianapolis at Buffalo. They made it in that they, all of the situations that they needed to have happen, happened for them. Yep. And they, they made it in. They're at Buffalo. I, uh, as you know, I mean, they're eleven and five. Philip Rivers had a pretty nice year, and he's back in the playoffs. Oh. And um, and they're very good defensively. I, you know, I think that's going to be a good game. I really do. Uh, and uh, they're, of course, they're used to playing in a dome. Uh, they're not used to playing in the cold in Buffalo in January. So we'll see. I, I like Buffalo to win that game. Me too. You, yeah. Uh, Cleveland is at Pittsburgh. Unbelievable. Two in a, you know, two in a row. I like Pittsburgh in that game. Pittsburgh As do I. Pittsburgh didn't really play anyone uh, yesterday, and Cleveland, you know, got by. I just don't see Cleveland having enough. But congratulations, they go eleven and five this year. It's a great year for Cleveland. I, I'll say this: I I would be less shocked if Cleveland won than I would if Indianapolis would win. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, know I would. That. Even though I don't expect Cleveland to win, I just think I think Buffalo is. I think Buffalo is in the AFC championship game um, uh-huh. and, and that's where they'll be tripped up. If I don't are. know. You know, I, I, I think they're the second best team, certainly in the AFC, but that doesn't always, you know, yeah, no, I agree. Well, 
making the championship game. And I just worry about the lack of experience with Buffalo and uh, certain moments and seeing if they can handle that. Uh, Cleveland, though, first time since 02. How about that, Johnny? First time since 02 they're in the playoffs. So congratulations to um, the Cleveland Browns. And didn't they go into Pittsburgh and lose that year as well, I believe? That was... And they had a huge lead. They had a huge lead. That was with uh, Butch Davis. And and uh, Derek Anderson was the quarterback for that he team. Was. He was filling in for Tim Couch. He was filling yeah. in for Tim Couch. And uh, they, they, Tim Couch got the Browns to a playoffs. I think they got off to about a 17-point lead in that. And there was a major comeback. And that was the same day that there was a major comeback with the Niners over the Giants. Remember that one in Candlestick Park? And it was yeah. the slop, and they came back anyway. It was uh, That's the last time. 0-2 was the last time. The, the, Hard to believe. The Browns were in the playoffs. And then Baltimore is at Tennessee. That is a very interesting game because it Tennessee is. is 11 and 5. They're both 11 and 5. Baltimore playing as well as anybody also, Johnny, not quite as long of a run as Buffalo, but they have been playing very, very well for 5 6 weeks now. And that could be a shootout because Tennessee struggles um uh struggles to get pressure. Um they're okay against the run, but Baltimore's so multiple on offense, particularly when he's playing well. Um, yet Tennessee has been as steady and good as any team over the last couple of years, Mark. Ryan Tannehill has been as solid a quarterback as you could ever hope for. They've won five in a row, the uh, Ravens have, but it was against the Cowboys, the Browns, and that was a shootout. That was 47-42. Remember, we remember that game. That was a great game. Oh, yeah, terrific. Uh, Jacksonville, the Giants, and the Bengals. So they haven't actually had huge competition in the five-game winning streak when they were 6-5 and five and people were, they were on the verge of not making the playoffs. So we'll see. I, I would not be that surprised if Tennessee wins that game, uh, but I would be surprised if um, for some reason – I would be more – yeah, I'd be, I'd be the most surprised if Indy wins. Yeah, that would be my uh, – I'd be most surprising for me as well. But but I, I, think I, I think I would go with the favorites in this one. I think I'm going with Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee. I think Tennessee sneaks one out, but I would not obviously be surprised if Baltimore – do you think Baltimore wins the game, Johnny? That's a push for me. Uh, I, if I had to pick today, I'd say yes. That may change by Friday, but by right now, I'm going to say I think Baltimore – I think Baltimore wins the game. Jeff, what do you think of the weekend's AFC matchups? I the the, the, matchup. I, I think that that I will not be surprised if Indianapolis goes in and wins at Buffalo because Buffalo is a young team. Indianapolis has a guy who feels like he probably has the first chance in his career, potentially the last season of his career, to get in there and actually win one. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's probably because they rested their guys going to have a, they're going to have a nice healthy squad going in and they're going to beat Cleveland and uh, that Tennessee Baltimore game. That's the toughest one for me because yeah. I think, I think it's going to be a shootout and Tennessee can win in shootouts. Yeah, no, I was going to Baltimore, but I agree with that. I think it's going to, that's going to be a high scoring football game might be last t- team with the ball, or that might be one where, you know, a defensive play uh, decides that. With, with all the with those great offenses. Uh, Tennessee, though, with that running game, could keep Baltimore off the field. Uh, and that might be that might be the thing that, that sets Baltimore. That's, back. that's the problem with Tennessee's running game, though, is that Tennessee's running game is faster than its passing game. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just um, tell Derrick Henry, uh, after you've picked up 10, fall, fall down. You have Just to. Do it at 10-yard clips and run, you know, yeah. run the entire play clock. 
It's it. I agree with that's very good analysis because I think that's the hardest game to pick Baltimore at Tennessee. I think Pittsburgh's, I think they're going to win. And I do agree. I worry about Buffalo because they are so hot. They're so good. And I just hope that their inexperience doesn't haunt them. Now there's all kinds of examples in NFL history of brand new, fresh teams coming in there and making a deep playoff run, if not going all the way to, yeah. to the Super Bowl. But there's also plenty of examples too, where the veteran team that has been there, done that yeah. uh, on some level, it's not as if Indian Indianapolis has been to a lot of playoffs, but Phillip rivers of course is, you know, is a 48 year. Yeah. 48 year old, uh, 48-year veteran, he's I believe. The kind, he's the kind of guy that I think can go in and calm his team down and say, hey, listen, focus, play, where where the Buffalo Bills, coming off a huge win to knock the Dolphins out, are going to be riding on high, and that may that may get in their head. So we'll have to see on that one. They're a great team, though. They are, okay. and they haven't lost since October 19th. I'll take with, Buffalo. Phillip, with and Phillip, we, the, uh, we forget yeah. Philip Rivers had some San Diego teams that should have gone deeper in the playoffs and Phillip. did not. Phillip Rivers is not a good playoff record, but clam. bit of a clam. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I that. love clam, by the way. <laughs> clam is a word I never used before I, yeah. I did this podcast with it's you guys. I'll word. tell you why clam comes out in my vernacular. Constantly. There's no, it, it leaves no room for interpretation. Even if you don't know what it means, you know, yeah. when you call someone a clam, that's yeah. not a positive thing. I worry more could, about. And you could say it in front of your grandmother. You it's can. perfect. You can't. Can. I worry more about Buffalo in the second round if they have to face Pittsburgh. Uh -huh. That's where I worry about it. All right. About experience. Tom Marino, by the way, I have to give Tom Marino credit for that because that's a musical term uh, for trumpeters that, you know, blow, you know, that are, are blowing and, and do a bad note and they call it a mm -hmm. clam. Yes. And he then just told the rest of us about what that was. It stuck as it should because it sticks with you, Jeff, because it's a word that works. We had a softball team back in the day in the early 80s. We called ourselves the clams. So uh, it has a long tradition. So let's go to the NFC right now. Chicago, New Orleans. I don't New think, Orleans. Yeah, I don't think anyone thinks any Chicago's different. Chicago's been playing that. better. I mean, they didn't play, you know, yesterday against uh, Green Bay. And Mitch Trubisky actually has improved a bit. Here's another guy that everyone's given up on and has like 30 starts under his belt yeah. and he's already a bust, but uh, nah, New Orleans yeah. all the way. An eight and eight and a seven and nine team in the NFC. It's unbelievable. All right. We've got the Rams at the Seahawks. Uh, you know, the last time they played the Seahawks limited them to three field goals. I don't think that'll happen this time. Depending on, I, I don't see the Seahawks losing this game, even though the Rams have had their number to some degree. That's Over the hardest one for me to call in the NFC, quite frank, because of that. Teams in the same division, we've talked about that a lot, but it really you do see that. They know them well. Uh, when that Los Angeles defense really, really tees off uh, and has one of their – if I think if that defense plays to their potential, they're almost unbeatable, no matter what their offense does. They just don't always do that, and sadly what happens is their offense uh, keeps them on the field too long at times. Uh, Certainly, if Goff gets into a rhythm and that defense is playing well, they're they're going to be difficult to beat. I I'll take Seattle, but I I think Los Angeles has 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 a decent shot in an upset there. And do we know if Goff is uh, playing? Or I don't not? think we know a hundred percent yet if Goff is playing. If he's not, then it's completely over. It is, although they they played pretty well against a you know pretty decent Arizona team, and it's to your point, John. They held Arizona to seven points. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, you know they didn't. They also didn't have their their well. Their, Kyler played for a little bit, so yeah, he got hurt a little bit. 
Uh, all right. So, but I think I think it's it's pretty much yeah. a lock for New Orleans, Seattle, and probably Tampa, Tampa. Bay. Although yeah. we've talked about the history, and I think all of it's pretty noteworthy. Seven wins. They win their first game. Ron Rivera coached two of them, and uh, all the teams. But you know, both teams were eleven and five. I don't know. I don't know, Johnny. And again, the one again, there's nothing on the field that says that's going to happen. It's just these trends. Well, but- the one place that Washington is better than Tampa is on the defensive line. And they're better than probably anybody not named L.A. Uh, on the defensive line at this point, or at least in the discussion of the top three or four teams. And it it does bump up against the one thing that has been an issue for Tom Brady. However, I just think, unlike those New England teams, this Tampa Bay team just has too many playmakers on offense. Remember, most of those New England teams didn't. They had solid players, but they never, you know, they never, other than the Randy Moss year, had explosive players. Um, There's a lot of explosion here. And I think, you know, with Washington probably having to gamble on defense from time to time, the back end's okay, not bad, um, but... It, I just think there's too much Tampa Bay. In this, the, isn't, yeah. this isn't because I'm a homer or anything, but the last time Tom Brady had this kind of weaponry, he lost to an NFC East team. He did. He did. I just don't think offensively Washington's got enough to, you know, if I thought that Washington offense could put three touchdowns on the board, I'd feel differently. I don't think they can. So we're talking about the 07 season when they when they lose to the Giants in the same fashion. The Giants had a great defensive line yep. and kept that game close. That Jets team we talked about in 2010 that ended up upsetting the uh, New England Patriots and Tom Brady after they had crushed them in the regular season and had gone 14 and two for crying out loud. That had a great front seven. The the games they lost to this year, they lost to Chicago with a great player on the defensive line. They lost to the Rams with a great player on the defensive line and an overall great defensive line and then they lost twice to the new orleans saints and lost to the chiefs you know by three points so tom brady tom brady likes to take a look at every option he has when he drops back and if you don't give him time to do that you have success against him it's true so that could happen we can we we know the formula it will take to stay in the game at least yeah not necessarily to beat him but to stay in the game. And again, you're going to need though special teams touchdown. You're going to need a defensive touchdown. It's just, it's just, you know, any given Sunday, certainly, but it is such an uphill battle for Washington with an offense that is as limited as that offense. And I would obviously, you know, if I'm betting it or whatever I'm doing, if I'm, you know, telling Lenny what I think our pick should be, uh, it's Washington, Seattle and new Orleans. I'm going with all chalk, all favorites this weekend. What about, Johnny, do you you agree? New Orleans, Seattle, Washington, with with the one caveat, you're not sure about the Rams, Seattle game. Uh, no, I think New Orleans, Seattle, and Tampa. Not oh, Washington. I'm sorry, Tampa. That's yeah. that's what I mean. That's Tampa. I mean. So and they're not. I'm, they're not the home team. That's right. I, no, I'm actually going to go Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. Okay. I, I think Baltimore. I think Baltimore gets it gets it done. Okay. And then. And then they get, uh, if that is the case, then they get uh, Kansas City yeah. in the next round. And that's really fun. Yeah. yeah. That is really, really fun. Although Kansas City has had their number over the last They have. They have. But they played, you know, when I always think the teams played several times in that respect. You know, at, at some point, 
think things are going to change a little. And I think that 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 uh, that offensive Baltimore could give Kansas City's defense some problems. And so then the uh, the number two seed would go up against the number four seed at that point. So it would be uh, Tennessee going to Buffalo, which would be in there. no, actually, because Tennessee's lost. If Baltimore wins, it oh, would be, I'm sorry, it would be Pittsburgh yep. so- going to Buffalo. So it'd be Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh going to Buffalo, which is what you were, which is what you're concerned yes, about. Is that absolutely? Case? Yep. In the NFC, if if uh, if you're now, what are you do, doing with LA, Seattle? Who are you picking? I'm picking Seattle. Okay, if that's the case, Tampa would then go to Green Bay, right? Which um, which is you know I think a scary matchup for the Packers. And there's been you know the, in twenty I want to say twenty eleven. The year after they won the Super Bowl, they were 15 and one and lost their opening game at home to a nine and seven New York Giants team. And, um, you know, so we'll see about that. Tampa goes to Green Bay. That would be a great game. And then Seattle would go to New Orleans, which also a great great game. game. Just a great game. The top. I refuse to make picks on those until much later in this process. (laughs) Jeff, what are your thoughts on the NFC? I I'm uh, I'm chalk, I think, because I think the Rams are good, then they're bad, then they're good, then they're bad. And they were good last week. So they clearly are going to be bad against Seattle. Mitchell Trubisky showed in that game uh, yesterday that he still is Mitchell Trubisky. You know, he had a he had a Mitchell Trubisky esque outing oh man i really want to take the redskins again i mean the washington football team against tampa so badly i want it to happen i know it would be so much fun it would be i watched that tampa bay game yesterday and it was funny mike evans gets hurt they get into a, a position where it's they're definitely going to win, and Tom Brady starts practicing with Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean it. Yeah, the, that's it's, a good point. It's really it's insane point. how good he is, uh, and so it's hard it's hard to to bet against him. But man, would I love to see the the Washington Football Team headed to uh, Green Bay for that second round? But I'm going chalk on the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there it is. That's it for our show. Uh, we've talked college football. We've talked NFL. We alluded to the Hall of Fame vote coming up shortly. Didn't talk about coaching changes. Uh, Adam Gates fired. Uh, apparently, Urban Meyer at the top of the list in uh, Jacksonville, yeah. even though we all think Eric wow. Bieniemy might be a better pick. Um, don't know about San Diego if that job opens up yet. They finished uh, seven and nine. They finished a lot better than I thought. You know, they kind of finished strong. And they really had some games early on that they played typical Charger football where they, you know, rested defeat from the jaws of victory. I don't yep. know. He might hang in there. He, he may. He may. He, he may. But uh, they, if Eric Bieniemy doesn't get a head coaching job this year, he will. Then the NFL needs to, you know, I don't know, take him take, take, take in I think um, I think it's uh, is it Houston that is already set up a. Uh, talks with him which again we talked about for Bienemy, uh jacksonville with maybe a trevor lawrence would be great but a deshaun watson giving an offensive mind like that a deshaun watson that might also be a very very attractive job for him urban meyer in jacksonville wow it won't work wow won't work no it won't work i, don't, I do not believe it'll work 100 million in cap space they've got 11 draft picks He's a college coach well doesn't work out that often well He's already had health problems twice that caused him. Well, he claimed to. Uh, I yeah, and would I just don't think it's a great move. I think who, that's a who, that's a Dan last, Snyder move. Who's the last college coach 
in recent memory that went to the NFL? Anything off the top of your head? The, the only one I can think of is Jim Harbaugh, who had great success in the National Football League. He did. Uh, I'm just thinking. Uh, this decade, that's 11, 12, and 13. From, uh, what's his name? Uh, UCLA now from Oregon. Uh, uh, Kelly. Chip Kelly, who had that they may have given up on that too early. I mean, that was that was still a bit of a work in progress. And they had a little bit of success, obviously. They had a couple of 10 and six seasons. Which yeah. Is pretty um, Pete, Pete Carroll, Lenny's going. But Pete had a lot of NFL pedigree coming into that, including other head coaching jobs. He did. NFL too, previous he did. head coaching jobs in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, just I, I just I don't see Urban Meyer. Um, well, it's perfect because all of your all of your um, clamming predictions right. can, can be together in the same city. <laughs> Urban, Urban Meyer Trevor, and Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence, it's perfect yeah. for Johnny. They, yeah. should, they should hire an NFL co- co- coach in Jacksonville because of the fact that they have a legitimate chance of being good for a long time, where if they hire Urban Meyer, it may turn into a Nick Saban type Miami deal. Yeah, well, two years it, and he wants could. to go back. I mean, and and that's an thing. example, certainly, of a, of a coach that didn't do well when he went into the National Football League, but they also Bobby you know, Dante Culpepper as opposed to Drew Brees. Right, but Bobby Petrino Bobby, also. Yeah, Bobby you know, Petrino. Atlanta, I believe he left in the middle of a game. He quit. Uh, I, think he, he, I, I, think, I think he did. Walked out at but halftime. Harbaugh and that. to some degree, Chip Kelly had success and so we'll see i don't i don't i think it's a matter i don't i don't think it's a i don't think it's a fait accompli that a college coach uh is going to fail in the nfl necessarily no, i, I, but really I don't i'm gonna bet i'm gonna bet against him given you're, you're gonna do it you're gonna bet, bet against him and trevor lawrence of and course, it'll yeah. be fun to, to to track that all right that does it we're gonna do another show on wednesday i like this 10 o'clock uh start what do you guys think about that john your thoughts? I'm I'm fine it's with anything easier for you with your schedule. It, it is though. I have a game tonight. Uh, Celtics Raptors tonight, seven thirty. Um, and then there's not another game. I think for ten days. So I'm I'm my schedule would not get in the way uh, anymore. But uh, I I certainly don't mind doing this. And we don't tell anyone, so it doesn't really matter. Jeff, your thoughts on ten a.m. I'm good. We have a mascot when we do it at 10 a.m., but uh, she seems to be uh, doing her job of sitting in the chair watching her iPad, so we're good. That's We, we could use a mascot. We, Maybe we, we need really, to add that into the show. We could use a little diversity on we the really show. Could. Who, she, who she'd be the her? cutest member of the show, I can assure you of that. No, no, we've set no. the bar low. So. Yes, although you know, we could go back to that picture of Johnny, the last picture of Progressive Trivia. I mean, Same. you captured him in his essence in that picture. He captured there, himself in the in his essence. There is that. no doubt. I think that needs to stay on progressive trivia from here on out. For you're, you're obsessed with my hair. The very good. I, I'm obsessed with your look. You're you're just a very good looking man, John Pelkey. You really are. <laughs> for John Pelkey, uh, for <laughs> Jeff Taylor, I'm Mark Frere. You've been listening to After Further Review. We will talk to you on Wednesday. 